The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. Hey, what's going on? Happy Sunday. I'm here with Smitty. And we're just going to jump right into this. Back in the betting basement. Back in the betting basement. It's a little chilly out. We got everything off the deck for the winter. So we'll be down here for the meantime, but as soon as the warm weather breaks, we'll be back on that deck and you can hear the beautiful sounds of nature. <laughs> and the crazy neighbors and right. the crazy animals. Maybe a little live rescue edition. <laughs> All right, so we didn't put out a show yesterday. Um, the college football slate was pretty pretty bleak when you looked at it, so we just felt um, that we didn't want to give you bad picks. I mean, we gave you some leans that didn't really go well, but you know, leans aren't picks, they're just leans. I will say, I was two and three. Well, two and three, and I did. Who called the Troy game? You I did. Called the Troy uh, game. I called the Troy game. You did. Called the UNC in a teaser. I'm sorry. Yep. And I'll tell you, that Penn State game went monkey, man. That went a little crazy. That was very yeah, low scoring that, at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, both those teams were like they were in the MAC. Yeah, playing. I forgot that game was even going on. They were. That was crazy. They started yeah. scoring left and right. And I'll tell you, and I've bashed Penn State. Penn State, the last three games, I played well. Have played well. So, you know, I'm very tough on my opinion sometimes. They've played well, though. I'll give them credit. Yeah, we'll give them credit where it's due. Uh, obviously, we didn't I mean, go... they still stink. Don't get me wrong. Oh, certainly, certainly. Right. Um, you got to give them credit for the three games that they've improved. Um, and, you know, you got to give LSU credit for beating Florida. Uh, that was my one winner. Yeah. That so, was one of my winners. Yeah, we'll just jump into we got a couple rants. So, um, I'll lead off just because, we're you know, we're talking about that Florida game. So... I kind of got into it. You know, Smitty always calls me the Gainesville beat writer. Um, I kind of got into it on Twitter last night. Shocker. Um, shocker. <laughs> shocker. On the personal account with an actual, uh, I believe he runs InsideGator.com, which is a real beat reporter. Um, so he kind of, you know, after the game, obviously Florida loses that game. It, it takes away any title chance that they had. Not saying they were going to beat Alabama, but they had a slim chance. So that's that went from like 5% to zero now. Um, that was a must-win game. You know, I didn't think Florida would cover. I thought they may overlook it, but I thought they should beat a pretty depleted LSU team. Um, and Mark Mil- uh, Mark Wheeler, the InsideGator.com, he starts arguing and saying that, you know, I don't know if anybody saw, but Florida has there. It's it's like third and nine, two minutes and thirty seconds left, and they get a stop. Little screen pass blows it up. Marco Wilson who's one of the most fraudulent defensive backs in Florida football history, (laughs) decides to celebrate. Okay, everybody likes to celebrate. Big play, right? You make a big tackle. What's he do? Takes the the tight end shoe and, quote-unquote, from the referee, throws it 20 yards downfield for a 15-yard penalty and gives them life. It's a tie game, mind you. It's 34-34. So then LSU goes down a field and the guy drills a 59-yard field goal to take the lead. In the fog. In the fog. So Florida gets the ball back with 23 seconds. They have a valiant effort. Uh, the kicker's going from right to left. It misses probably by six inches, but it misses a miss. So anyways, he Mark Mark Wheeler goes in to say that he this game is not on Marco Wilson. 
Well, that's where you're wrong. Listen to the real Gainesville beat reporter because I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. And I'm going to tell you why I'm right. So, common math. You can't win a tie game, can you? No, you cannot. You cannot. So, it's 34-34. Florida obviously overlooked LSU. They had a bunch of mistakes heading into that, that game. So, for 57 minutes, they played mistake sat heavy football. That's fine. But you were getting a lease on life with a tie game. And you're getting the ball back with one of the most electric offenses getting ready to march on the field. Now, Florida can go up and down the field in a minute. So they had two minutes and 30 seconds, which is an eternity for them. No pressure. You go down, kick a field goal, you admit that you slept on them, and you prepare for Bama next week. Nope. You give them the ball back, and now they're up three. We have a great kicker. Evan McPherson is one of the greatest kicker in college football history. I think he kicks like 88%. It's all-time record. There is a lot more pressure to kick a, a field goal with a down three than there is in a tie game. Because, again, there's pressure in a tie situation. But if you miss it, no harm, no foul, you get another chance. That play right there of the shoe throw cost them the game i can't even be, i can't believe that i'm talking about a shoe being thrown but you a, a shoe being thrown has taken florida out of the national title hopes you know what i thought so again i had i had unc i gave out unc in a teaser with uh lsu i thought the you know you could get lsu up to about 29 and a half and i just thought that was a lot of points and again I, I tweeted out some stuff on my personal account, and, you know, I said something about, well, we'll get into it in a little bit, uh, about Dan Mullen shooting his mouth off after the game, and uh, I said, you lost to a crap team, and somebody wrote back and said, well, they're not a crap team, they're well, very they young, and, well, this year they are, and this year they are, and I like the quarterback, it's Brad Johnson's kid, a little lefty. He looks great. Looks good, freshman, and again, Q hit on it, Q absolutely just hit on this. They weren't ready. They didn't prepare. Well, and again, their defense stinks. And they've stunk all year. All year. Um, the guy's brutal. And they we've got, been vocal on that. Yeah, we've said that multiple times. Yeah. Go back and listen to the shows. Um, and <laughs> the shoe throw, when that happened, I was like, I bet Q is living. And right when he threw it, I thought he threw a towel. I didn't know what he threw. I knew he threw something. And I'm like, that has to be a flag. And like a second later, here comes the flag. Three flags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you. And you know what? The, the thing, and I brought it up, I think, like two weeks ago. I said, remember the Egg Bowl when that guy caught the two-point conversion? And then yeah, he acted he like the, a dog and yeah. he peed in the, uh -huh. and they threw a flag and then they missed the extra. What? Man, we should put this on our site. Which is more of a bonehead play? That guy urinating in the end zone like a dog? Or this guy throwing the shoe 20 yards down the field? And this guy had a chance to be in the playoffs. I think you have to give it to the Florida because there was playoff hopes. Uh, oh, abs I, I agree. I, I mean, and here's the thing. You've always said it. And you're 100% right when you say this. You know, you always say we bet on 18 and 19-year-old kids. Um, and if this was a freshman mistake, or even I'll even give you a sophomore, because of COVID, everything's a little different this year. He was a senior making this decision. If you're a senior in college, you're at a minimum at 21 years old, if not 22. Like, at what point do you become a man? Like, I'm a man. I'm you know, 40. But seriously, I mean, you're in a 
you've been in the program four years. Like, if you don't have any sense of maturity to 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 make a, a such a boneheaded play, I mean, Smitty, we are literally talking a shoe being thrown cost Florida college football playoff hopes. Well, I said to Q when he showed up, we were talking about this off air, and I said, that's the problem. Even in the NFL, these guys, you know, the guys, they get caught up in the moment and they don't think, what's the situation? I mean, Q hit on it. You get the ball back and you have a kid that can, could win the Heisman and they can march down the field in like a minute. Yeah. No. And if you don't score a touchdown, you have one of the greatest kickers in football history. And the guy missed the kick. I mean, he had a chance to tie. He certainly, missed it, certainly. And it was close. I couldn't even tell. Again, it was so far. Yeah, I couldn't at first. So, I mean, just crazy. And you know what's funny about you know what's funny about um, LSU? So a couple weeks ago, they were the punter came out, and his name's like Vaughn Rosenbaugh. Yeah, or he's something. like thirty. Well, Vaughn Rosenbaugh. So I'm sitting there, and I'm a pirate. I'm a Pittsburgh Pirate fan. And I'm sitting there going, man, we drafted a kid out of high school with a very similar name. And then, like, the next time he came out and punted, the guy's like, he's a 30-year-old punter that was drafted by. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's the old pirate right there. There he is. Yeah, he's a pretty good punter. I mean, yeah, he man, he has some great well. kicks. 30-year-old guy, oldest player playing college this year. So I thought that was kind of funny. But, hey, I, I felt bad for Q. I mean, again, I'm glad because I gave out. I said to tease up LSU. Um Again, I, I don't think it would have mattered. Bama's going to steamroll, I believe. And we'll get into this in a little bit on the show. Certainly. Um, Bama's but just... But you don't, you don't take away your No, chance. you killed... And listen, I feel... In a way, I slightly feel bad for the kid because somebody wrote Q and said he's already getting like comments thrown at him. And these people then that make comments and say they're like going to harm this guy... I mean, come on, people. It's a game. No, it should never get to it that It should point. never get to the But point. we're allowed as fans to be frustrated. I mean, absolutely. You can say you're an idiot. Yeah. But you can't make comments like, Correct. we're going to hurt you or you Correct. blah, 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 all this. Because, again, be, it's a yeah. person. He's, Correct. He screwed up. Everybody screws up. But it was just on national TV, and it cost your team a lot. And you're a bonehead. I mean, you really are. And... um what can you do? So, all right, my rant. Well, it took a, a lot of steam went off this. Yeah. Kevin Sumlin. I wanted to bash Kevin Sumlin. I didn't even really watch the game, but man, did Arizona. Why would you watch it? Arizona State. Man, Herm Edwards was doing like flea flickers. And they were up by like 40. And I'm thinking, does Kev, what did he, what did Kevin Sumlin do to Herm Edwards? Does he have pictures of his wife or what? Or like his daughter? I don't even know. So, I was going to bash Sumlin, but Arizona took the steam out of it because they fired him yesterday. But I just had a little bit of stats I wanted to throw up. You know, I'm not high on Kevin Sumlin. I thought that was a brutal hire. Even at A&M. I mean, and you got to remember, at A&M, he had Johnny Manziel. Yeah. That was just unbelievable. He had Tannehill, too, his first year, I believe. Yes, I think he did. Last three years at A&M, 8-5, 8-5, 7-5. I mean, ew. I mean that's not great. No. Um, Arizona, five and seven, four and eight. Now he went into this year zero and five. He's six and seventeen in the Pac-12 in the last three years. He's nine and twenty at Arizona. They were paying him three point five million total coaching career. Ninety-five and sixty-three. Bulls four and three. And I was just going to kind of bash and say, <laughs> and say, they got rid of Rich Rod? 
Yeah. I know Rich Rod maybe had his mistress. scandalous. He had his, maybe a mistress on the sidelines with his wife. Certainly. And they said, that's a black eye? Well, I'll tell you what. Losing 70 to 7 is a black eye, too. Bring back Rich Rod. You could maybe market him like the Hugh Hefner of college football or something. No kidding. I don't know. It was ugly. Took the steam out of my rant, though. Kevin Sumlin. Um, ugh. You know, and he'll end up somewhere. And he killed a guy. I can't remember. I was trying to think this morning. I had a guy. In, I played college uh, fantasy football. And I had a guy. I kept him on my team. He was the quarterback last year. And in Rich Rod, he was unbelievable. He was running and throwing. Well, someone shows up. And then he was brutal because Sumlin wouldn't run him, which was just mind-blowing. I, I think Kevin Sumlin's a brutal coach. I think he'll end up somewhere. Um, hopefully, if Harbaugh leaves, it's not Michigan. But, you know, I was um, kind of surprised they fired him. And the only reason I say that is, you know, they're obviously talking hot and heavy rumors that Jim Harbaugh might leave. Well, then you got beat reporters in Ann Arbor saying he might get an extension. And then last night, I don't know if you saw... Uh, Texas came out and said they're going to stay with Tom Herman. I did see that. Which, I don't know how. I mean, they, yeah, well, ru- you're just throwing your program and saying it doesn't matter. Yeah, rumors are rumors. We'll see what happens. I'm hearing a lot. The Lions um, owner loves Harbaugh. Again, I'm not going to lose sleep either way. If he comes back, great. If he do- if he leaves, great. I don't care. And uh, please don't hire Kevin Sumlin. <laughs> and that's all I care about. Hey, hire Rich Rod. We'll take a stand. I-, I love Rich Rod. I- he can roll it. And listen, okay? I- listen, I don't know what. I try to read some articles. that Then he was saying the girl was trying to, or the woman was trying to extort money from him. <laughs> I don't care. I thought it brought some excitement. Mistress on the sidelines. Wife's on the sidelines. Keeps you in the head. Uh, it keeps it in. You no have, press is you bad You could have made great t-shirts. Him with like a on with the headset on and a spinning bed or something like one of those yeah. round spinning and maybe the our mirror on the ceiling and coach you Hafner man Rich Rod. I wouldn't I love mind him. using one of those. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, I don't really have anything else for college. No, I got no. I you know the only thing I'll say two. I mean, it's just crazy people because we're hanging out and two weeks ago Q gave out. Marshall and I said, "Man, I love it." And then Rice goes in and beats Marshall. Twenty to nothing. Shuts At him, home and shuts them out. Who doesn't score in college football? In your home field, you're I mean, eight and one going into that game. I mean, this college football is crazy. It's it's I mean, it's unreal. And hey, did you run one more thing on college football? I don't know what happened here because I didn't watch a game again. Pitt played Georgia Tech. Thursday night. Oh, Narduzzi and Jeff Collins. What happened there, man? So I didn't get that scoop. I was at work and uh, I saw the replay and and I heard on a uh, podcast I listened to at Barstool, they said it could have potentially been not necessarily directed at Pat Narduzzi, but with the officials. uh, But obviously the handshake, Collins just wanted to be done with it. But I don't know. Wow. I I mean, I I saw it. Narduzzi didn't take well to it. Well, I watched it two, three times. I mean, he walked towards him and like turned his whole entire body yeah, yeah. i'm like maybe he's a covid freak and he didn't, he didn't want anything near <laughs> him or something i gotta really narduzzi was mad maybe i saw narduzzi sneezing in his hands he over there have. for the whole I game wiping his nose putting snot in his hands a little bit i don't i don't know what was going on there that was crazy but that's it i mean hey real quick to end it I, i'll give a little jab to my father-in-law so last year on black friday we went down to charlottesville for the uva tech game and uh UVA comes back to win that game. I think it was 33-31. And uh, 
They got the Commonwealth Cup for the first time, I believe it was in 14 years. Well, that was short-lived because UVA did not look well yesterday, and Blacksburg is getting the Commonwealth Cup once again. Uh, so maybe that'll be a new streak, but that'd be a nice little jab for him. Yeah, I was I was surprised with that game. I uh, thought UVA would have certainly taken it the way Tech's played this year, but obviously rivalry games, dude, you can't count teams out. I mean, Florida LSU, UVA, uh, Tech, Arizona State, Arizona. Yeah, I mean, it's just that Virginia team, I mean, again, we love that one quarterback. Oh, uh, uh, Lyndon Stone. Stone, I yeah. love that guy. 36. Right up there with Willie Korn as my two favorite people <laughs> on the planet. I'm going to run the spread option and PlayStation 2 on that. <laughs> um, but I was surprised on that. And again, I think it just goes back to my point. College football this year has been so hard. It's a write-off. It is. And I mean, uh, real qu- I mean, okay, I know we keep saying we're done. But man, UNC yesterday... They rushed for like 500 and something yards. Yeah. I mean, that Miami team got gutted. Fraudulent. They are a fraudulent program. Yeah, I don't think they're that good. I mean, they better, King better come back if they have any chance. Oh, Uh, I agree. I I was shocked. I mean, they just look like they didn't know how to tackle. They don't. But we said Manny Diaz, we're not high on Manny Diaz as a coach. I think he's okay. I don't think he's a bad coach, but I don't think he's great. Um, But that's it. I just, that game really. I mean, I said it. I had it in my teaser. I thought they could win the game outright, and um, they did, and they really put it on them. Yeah. So, did you hear? Okay, so we're get, we're gonna go into some NFL talk here. Yep. So, did you hear who's quarterback in the Eagles today? I did. I heard earlier this week that Doug Peterson named Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback, and Wentz is benched. And so, you know, a lot of people. Some mixed emotions. And a lot of Eagle fans that I know, because I know some Eagles fans, and again, I call them Jersey people, but that's probably going to have some hate mail on that. They're but, filthy. And they're Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> being a Pittsburgh fan, <laughs> I have love for you, Philly. Don't worry about it. Um, So they didn't like the Jalen Hurts draft. No, that got bashed. Second round pick. Got bashed. Everything like that. They didn't even like the first round with the wide receiver. Oh, Rager, yeah. So, but Q, can I ask you something? Go ahead. Do you know who they drafted in 1995? I don't. Guy blew out the combine. Maybe. All right, give me, um, maybe. Give me some stats. Maybe I can try to piece okay, it Okay, so here, here's some stats. Can't tell you where he went, but I, and, you know, because that I think that might give it away. So I'm going to hold off on that. But he had 13 sacks in college in 1994. 94? I was only one years old. <laughs> well, then you probably won't know that. No. Uh-uh. Man, you know what? I was I was making miracles happen in high school. You, I was about. God bless I had you. one. I had one more year, and I was graduating. I God was, bless you. I was putting on the basketball court and the, uh, the baseball diamond in there, and making making girls uh, woo over me here. God bless you. <laughs> uh, so. 13 sacks in 94, one years old. Now I feel like an old man. <laughs> Shock, I'm up. Uh, his career in the NFL, 206 tackles, 31 and a half sacks, eight forced fumbles, five recoveries, one INT, and two touchdowns. All right, so obviously defensive side of the ball, um. All right, since I was born in 93, 
Just go ahead and give me the team, and I'll see if I can guess it. <laughs> How old were you again? I was born in 93. You were born in 93. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I feel like I'm... What a... team? Because obviously this is... Okay, so I'll give, you the, I'll give you the college now. Yeah. He went to BC. Mm. He probably had no clue. No, I'll tell you, the only, only 90s BC guy I know is old Doug. Doug, Doug Flutie. Well, he was 80. 80s. 80s. Let's see, I'm way off there. And I'll tell you, can I give you? Yeah, I, I don't know. Who you this know guy me because I got to keep the show going. Because you Q, got one off name Central. I, Q loves how I just come <laughs> off. You know who's one of the greatest BC players? Maybe second to this guy, Glenn Foley. Look him Never up, the quarterback. <laughs> I love Glenn Foley, man. Glenn Foley was fantastic. Never but, heard him. But Doug, he Foley, must have played in the same era as Willie Corn. <laughs> well, I love Willie Corn, and I love. Glenn Foley. Please, get these guys on the show. I'd love to talk to these people. So, I'm going to tell you, and this was this was kind of controversial pick, because this guy, like I said, blew up the combine, and a lot of people said, well, this guy's like a workout warrior here, but the Eagles traded their 12th overall pick in the first round and two second rounders to move up to Tampa's spot at 7th, which, if I'm correct, because I tried to do some research, but I'm a little flaky. <laughs> so, if I'm correct, then Tampa drafted Warren Sapp with their pick. At well, the 12th pick. With the 12th pick, yeah. if I'm correct. BC, out of BC, 13 sacks. They thought Reggie White left the Eagles, I think, two years before this. So, they thought this guy was going to replace... And his name is Mike Mamola. Wow. I would never Look that him out. up. Look some videos. But here's the thing, people. One of my dearest friends, and we brought him up last week on the show, he played at the University of Pittsburgh baseball. He has one of the greatest, we think one of the funniest, greatest stories about Mike Mamola. And we have him live on the phone. Rob, can you hear me, bud? Yeah, man, I can hear you, Smitty. How you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, Q? Good. How are you, bud? Good. Well, good, we appreciate good. you joining us today. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's it maybe one of those dubious distinctions here. I got a, I got a pretty good Mike Mamola story, but I, I must put the disclaimer out there first that uh, I mostly or only really tell the story after a couple of cocktails, so I hope it translates. <laughs> To, to the morning podcast show here. Well, we have a couple cocktails, uh, so we're ahead. Right, go ahead, buddy. You know, wow. oh, you can you can have one, open one up, and go for it here. And let me give you a little background to the audience here. This is my one of my dearest friends. Grew up neighbors out of our area. One of the best overall athletes. Phillipsburg, PA. Phillipsburg, PA. Give a little shout out there. Back to Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> Sandy Ridge hero. Uh, so, great. I mean, Rob, you know, high school quarterback, uh, started as a sophomore, one of the best baseball players out of there, first baseman pitcher, um, was getting recruited by a lot of schools. Um, goes to pit. Goes to pit, plays first base, pitches, had the home run record at one point. So, you know, just give it out some, so you know who we're talking about here um, on the show. So, Rob, can you break down the Mike Mamola story for our audience, please? Yeah, well, it's, uh, again, it's, uh, well, this is, I think it's uh, May of 95. So, as, as you know, you guys were talking about, 
you know, uh, his combine. I think he's out at this time at BC and he actually comes back for the spring because we were, we were on the field and that was kind of the buzz. There was this, it was Saturday morning and, um, the way they did Big East series back then, because Boston College was in the Big East with Pitt, so we were playing a Big East weekend series. You had a doubleheader Saturday and then one game on Sunday. So this is Saturday morning, and, um, you know, Smitty's doing a nice job of, of making it sound like, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're really important college baseball players here, but you don't get very big crowds for a Big East weekend game in Boston College. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we see... We see gobs of these people start showing up, and I guess I should lay it out like their their baseball field is right next to the football field, and um, you know you know like the the mezzanine or the uh, the uh, little uh, ramps that people walk up to get yeah. into the football stadium. Well, the way theirs is built, um, the the baseball field just parallels the football field with a little not much space at all in between. So our dugout was on the first base side, and there's this long ramp that walks up that people can walk up into these different uh, um, leveled platforms to go into the go into the stadium. And, and so we're watching, there are all these college kids showing up and they're, they're going up the ramp and they're, they're, they're hanging out on the railing over the, over the ramp and on these mezzanine levels. And honestly, we're, we're all looking around going, what is happening here? Why are there so many people to this game? We're like, Man, maybe BC's a hotbed for baseball. You know? <laughs> the and girls love, the, they love the baseball players up there. Yeah, maybe. It's great weather up there in Boston in early <laughs> spring. You know? so, um, but anyway, so, you know, we, we all know what's going on. All of a sudden we start hearing these rumors that Mike, Mike Mamola's come to the game. We're like, ah, no way, no way. Right. There are all these kids coming, and and this is a part I can't one hundred percent confirm because you know, um, you you can change stories in your head over time. But I swear to you that I saw him show. But he did show up, obviously. But he shows up. This is this is what I think is true. He shows up, and I I can't remember exactly what kind of shorts he had on. But I, the man had no shirt on. He looked like he looked like a, a, a gorilla. Um, and he was carrying a keg all by himself, which was one of the first things we looked at. He's walking up this ramp carrying a keg and people are going nuts. So we're figuring it's got to be him. He's a monster. He's heading up that way. And so we're like, oh, man, it's going to be cool. We've got an NFL player up here. There's a big crowd. This would be a fun day. So, you know, we go through our warm-ups. Game's getting ready to start. And again, I'm playing first base that day. So trying to set this this scene up for you, that level mezzanine where they decide to set the party up at is honestly almost right in line with first base. So there is kind of part of me that's like, this is going to be a long afternoon. They're going to be heckling. They're going to be riding. But <laughs> I had no idea what was in store. You know, I had no idea what was in store. And, and, and a lot of it I brought on myself because here's a big crowd and, and, and you know, we're, we're just going to have fun with it. So... Um, bottom of the first, I, I think I was batting fifth. And so we're the away team. We're up first. And, and, uh, the actual pitcher that pitched was a really good pitcher. I can't remember. I think his last name's like Rambo Smitty. You're good with names. You have to look him up. <laughs> I'll look him up. He was a left-handed pitcher and he got drafted. So he, he was a pretty good pitcher. And, um, he, he, uh, they beat us in that first game. But anyways, long story short, bottom of the first, I'm playing first base and um, they got a runner on first, and there's a lefty up. And he tops over a ball, which means he just hits this little dribbler, and it's foul, maybe like three or four feet foul. But it, it can't be. I mean, I could have barehanded if I wanted to. It was going that slow. So 
you know, the term I like to use, I big legged it, you know, trying to look <laughs> real cool going over the ball because we have this big fan fan base over there. I big league it, go over, do like a little hop, and I'm gonna I'm gonna field this ball and then flick it to the umpire because it's foul. And I Billy Buckner the thing. It just, <laughs> just right through my legs. And I like normally if no one's around, you'd feel stupid because again, I could have picked this thing up with my hand and I tried to do it real cool. And the entire uh, party mezzanine level goes nuts. They're like, oh, great play. My number was nine at the time. So they start railing on me at that point in time about number nine and great play. And boy, you're really good. And now, again, this is the mid-90s. So you can get away with a lot more in the mid-90s than you can in this day and age. There was some talk of Special Olympics and stuff. (laughs) Some things that that might get you canceled today if you were were a college kid saying that. But it it was pretty fun stuff. But they were getting on me that way. So... No big deal. Um, but that's just the beginning of it because now I, I might – I think I'm either batting first or second. I can't remember if they retired us in order. But I'm batting in the top of the second inning, and, and now I have a fan base because they, they know my number. They're looking out for me. So I get in the on-deck circle, and they just start on me a little bit. Hey, nine, I hope you can hit better than you can feel, all that kind of stuff. So, so I – I promptly go up there and strike out for them. You know, I just first at bat of the day, I strike out and they're on me. Now it's like I come out to the field and they're like, hey, nine, you can't field, you can't hit. What good are you? That kind of stuff. Just just being lambasted the whole time. And Mamula's in the middle of all this. And I can't tell if he's the one yelling. I'm sure he's engaged in a little bit. But again, to paint this picture, I look. You have to look up to the to this mezzanine level. There are people doing keg stands. Like this. <laughs> this is a college party happening right at the field, right? At the field, right? Oh, and, and, man. And, and, and this is why Mamula has to be there because you know campus police are going to come and break that up if he's not there, right? But this whole thing is going wild. So to kind of condense it, it starts to get really nasty. They're all on me to the point where now I'm shaking. Like I'm <laughs> totally, and, and I like to think I'm pretty, pretty, uh, mentally tough guy can battle through things. Like I, I can't handle this. This is way too much. So I go up second at bat. You got it. Another strikeout. Oh man. Now after that second strikeout, now again, we have a double header today. <laughs> Coach, I pulled my groin. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm starting to think about how, what's my exit plan here. But they start, they start checking the lineup, man. I'm out in the field. They tell me, they start getting in my head so bad. They tell me how many time, how many batters it is till I bat again. <laughs> oh my God. Six guys in front of you. Six guys in front of you. We know you're going to strike out again. And it's just it's just on and it's merciless, even to the point where and, and you guys know, I mean, if you're in your if you're in your early twenties, especially if you're playing sports, I mean it's brutal. Your two your teammates are even brutal with you. So I'm you know, most of the time you're not getting any love from your teammates if you're getting made fun of, if you're in a bad way, they're making fun of you too. Some of my teammates in the dugout are looking at me going, Oh man, I feel bad. <laughs> I mean, it's just merciless. So I don't even know. I, I you know, I'll cut around the story a little bit. I struck out five times. <laughs> gosh. What my coach was doing keep me in the game that whole time, I don't know, but 
but the fifth strikeout, I'll just jump to that one. I'm in the on deck circle, and I mean, it honest to God sounds like a World Series game. They are just <laughs> on it. I have made their entire day. I have absolutely made their entire day by striking out all these times. Did you play in Boston College or Yankee Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I tell you what, man, I don't know, Q. It could have been in either spot at that point in time, but it, I, it should have been over at Fenway, and I was Daryl Strawberry. I don't think you got it as bad, right? Oh, boy. So, so I'm, I'm I'm in the on deck circle and and I they're just it's it's lit over there and this is one of those times where if you've ever played any sports and you're going in a bad way like I I felt like I just show up in the batter's box I already had two strikes on me so I got two strikes on me my last at bat of the day and I I think they're they're just on me like nine we know you're gonna strike out and I so o two pitches coming in I go to swing this is how out of my mind I am and how I'm not locked in at all and I'm so distracted I can hear them during the at-bat which is curse number one you know I'm not focused at all and I swear to you as I was swinging and missing at strike number three for the fifth consecutive strike out of the day that I had before I was even done with my swing and I swear to you this is true before I was even done with my swing I heard an eruption like I'd never heard before like I had just won the college world series for you know whatever they went berserk and my swing wasn't even over because I must have missed that ball they went nuts my coach looks at me my coach takes me out of the game to which at that point in time I am like thank god I am out of this godforsaken game this is terrible so I went over to because it was weird we like we were our coach didn't want us sitting down in a dugout. We always had to be up. We always had to be by the railing. And the way their dugouts were, if you got up by the railing, everybody could see you. It was like a big, they had a big open area. So we weren't allowed to sit down. So I went in and put on my jacket because I didn't want them seeing my number, right? You know, I went in and put my jacket on. And the last thing they were really hammering me on is I put my jacket on and I stood up. And they went out, and they, the guy who went in for me, they're like, oh, man, where's Nine at? He's our favorite player, man. Do you suck as bad as he does? No oh. way can you suck. How didn't you start this game? He's terrible at all this stuff. And then one of the guys up there found, must have located me, because then they alerted everybody. They go, Nine, we know you have your jacket. <laughs> 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 in the dugout for the rest of the game. Point where, honest to God, guys, the next day, now this was Sunday was the single game. I didn't know that people weren't coming back out. I went, the bullpen was in the football stadium. This is how close it was. The bullpen was in underneath the, uh, underneath that mezzanine. I just hung out in the bullpen all day long because I certainly wasn't playing after striking out five Holy times in smokes. a row. So I hung out down there. It was, it was at the time the worst experience of my life. But I've told that story I don't know how many times. Most of the time, it's I'm I'm half in the bag. And we're all laughing and stuff. So I guess I should I should tip my hat to Mike Mamola because he's given me a great um, adult story to tell. But it was it was it, I probably need to be in therapy over it right now because I'm sure I <laughs> it was really good. That's Do- an doctor. Story. Lay on the couch, Mr. Garvey. <laughs> What's wrong, Mike Mamola? So Mike Mamola, I see him. Get Mike, maybe you can, maybe you guys with 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 the 
with the power of your podcast here can, can reach out to Mike Mamola's team. Maybe he can issue me an apology. <laughs> I want him sending a Christmas card and an apology to you. If Mike Mamola will come on the show, we will both get you, both of you on the show, and he will personally hand you an apology. I think it's about time. I mean, that's 95. You know, it's a few years now later. I think cooler heads can prevail. But he owes me an apology. He's really stunned by my growth as an individual in this world, and I probably have a lot of skeletons in the closet because of that. But in all seriousness, it was it was a it was a terrible experience to go through, but one that that actually I'm glad now because it has been a, a pretty funny story. In fact, um, a guy I work with, a good buddy of mine, he loves that story. He went on eBay and got a Mike Mamola signed uh, BC football card. And it sits in my office. Oh <laughs> man, uh, I mean, that even makes the story the, ten times better. I think. His name for years, gentlemen. Oh, wow. wow. Well, I'll tell you what. That is an incredible story. That I can tell you, our show will not be the last to hear that. Uh, well, I'll I'll tell you what, Rob. Thanks for coming on, buddy. We really, really appreciate it. That's one of the we've heard that story before. Love this story, and I've heard it. before. And I laugh, I think, harder and harder because I learned oh, I'm more. In tears. I learned more. Uh, the, the football card at the end was that, priceless. Great, love yeah, it. Yeah, that was that was a couple years ago. He bought that for me because he's like, "That's an incredible story." And I'm like, "Man, I wish, I wish it was one of those where I was embellishing it, and I really only struck out twice. It wasn't. <laughs> I'm only telling you five times." But you know, to admit to admit to as many people as I have over the years, and even on this podcast, that yeah, I I took the golden sombrero of strikeouts in a row <laughs> is a pretty tough one. But hey, you guys are doing a great job. This is this uh, uh you know on another note, I've listened to your podcast now that you've been doing, and and great job, guys. I really I really like listening to it, and I think you're going to get a heck of a following over time. Well, thanks, we man. Appreciate we that. appreciate it, you man. Know, push it hard where you're at. You know, beautiful PA. And uh, let's let's build this thing. Yep. Well, hey, Rob, thanks for taking time out, man. I'll be in touch. All right, guys. Take care. See you. You too. See you, bud. If that's not an incredible story. Uh, I'll tell you. He has. I mean, to be able to tie that into Jalen Hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, man. I mean, again, best man at my wedding, my best friend. I mean, great guy. He has so many funny stories. There's one, and I, maybe we'll have him on again, about one time the pick coach was so mad at them. And, again, I, I'm not throwing names out because, I mean, probably could get in trouble now nowadays, like Rob said. Like, he was so mad, he didn't let them eat. Like, they drove, like, That's 12, terrible. 13 hours on oh, the bus or bus. something. Like something. <laughs> and they, they finally stopped at some, like, 7-Eleven. He goes, go get food or something like that. I mean, That's it was terrible. great. So, But, hey, little change here, but... We had to hear that story. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I think that was fantastic. Oh, thanks, incredible. Thanks, Rob, for calling in. We appreciate it, buddy. All right, moving on. So, we, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts is starting. You know, I, he kind of gave him a little spark last week. Um, you know, the Saints aren't that great with Taysom Hill. I mean, he's serviceable. Now, is Breeze playing today? I'm not sure. Did you? I didn't. I hear heard it. there's a chance. I have not heard anything on it. Well, they'll come out at twelve o'clock and and you know say he's. I around. have the game on my card. Okay, all right. I, well, I, I do. And I'll tell you, I'm going to bounce back what you just said there. When Hertz came in last week, you saw a little spark, little life, a little life in yep. everything on that team. I thought it's about time. I think this is a smart move. Now, I read something today. They said, you know, Carson Wentz is still in her plans and blah, blah, blah. You had to go away from him. He looks lost. The team looks. The team has no com- confidence with Carson Wentz no, there at all. No, done. None. 
I, I'm excited. You know, and again, I don't like the Eagles, but I'm excited for Jalen Hurts, the quarterback here. We're watching highlights right now. They're playing them right on. Man, that was right on cue. They have them on TV right now. I'll tell you, you know, it's crazy is going into the season. If you if you could tell me, you know, out of the NFC East, two teams that you have confidence in at the quarterback play and two teams you don't. Um, I would have not guessed. I mean, there's some confidence growing in Alex Smith in, in Washington. You know, he's playing serviceable. And then Daniel Jones, obviously he's injured, and Colt McCoy steps in and gets a, a big win for that them last week. Last but week. Yeah. but overall, like Alex Smith and Daniel Jones, like you would have never picked those two names out over Carson Wentz and at the time Dak Prescott. I apologize. And then, you know, obviously Prescott's backup has played in the league 10 years as a starter, Andy Dalton. It's unbelievable how bad the NFC East is and how things have changed to where you're actually rooting for Daniel Jones and Alex Smith. I'll tell you. So let's, you know, I'm going to go, let's bounce that Redskins game against Steelers. Because again, you know, I had it in a teaser. I said to take it down. I thought the Steelers would win. And they were up 14 nothing. Yeah. I'll give you know. I'll give, give give Washington's defense credit. I, I will, man. I will. They they played they played well. The Steelers again. I'm gonna. So here's my rant with the Steelers because I said I was gonna come after them because even our fantasy four player said I can't wait for your rant. So let me hit on the Steelers a little bit. I read a stat. Somebody put this out. They ran 71 total plays. 62 of them were from the shotgun. Wow. They were at the so I had to take my daughters to gymnastics. So I'm driving home. They're at the goal line. It was first down. I get in the garage. I go in the house. Then it's second down. They didn't get in. They run it up one time, get stopped. Then he throws the ball incomplete. And I'm like doing something in the kitchen. I didn't even put it on TV yet. Next thing I know, Redskins had the ball. They couldn't get it in. Here's my rant. And I've been saying this. They signed Derek Watt, yep. the fullback. Yep. Why? Why did they sign this guy? They paid him, if I'm correct, $9 million, I think. I could be wrong. I got to double check that. But it was a lot of money. Well, they're, they're living on a last name. Absolutely. All that was was, here, we signed your brother. Please sign with us. Stay with us. Give us a discount because we brought your brother in there. Why aren't you going under? Ben doesn't go under center at all, ever. He's, he's a linebacker. He doesn't sneak the ball. He should. He should. He's 260 pounds. So I said, I go, if, listen, and I'm a, steal, I'm a diehard Steeler fan. If they're so afraid of this guy, and then they throw the ball, like, one second. He's throwing the ball. What are you doing? The game, I said this last week, the game is about throwing the ball down the field. There's pass interferences called all the time. Steelers are running bubble screens. And then you're at the goal line and you're in shotgun with no running back. So you're not even, you're telling the defense, hey, we're not running. We're throwing. Yeah. Stop us. Stop us. Oh my goodness. This offensive coordinator is a bonehead. This was Ben's buddy that was the quarterback coach. This guy has no business being an offensive coordinator in the league. And I'll tell you, they better start running the football. And this offensive line better get better, you know, better improve big time because they'll get cleaned out tonight. They'll get gutted by Buffalo. Yeah. And in the playoffs, you think you're winning? Buffalo will just sit back on them. 
Absolutely. But you think you're going into the playoffs? And I don't care if you have home field in Pittsburgh or you have to go into Kansas City. It could be nine degrees with snow on the ground and you're going to throw the ball and shotgun the entire game with maybe wind? Oh, my goodness. I'll, I'll tell you, and it's no jab to you. I mean, I think obviously they're better than my Dolphins, but um, this might be in, in just football history one of the, the worst – um, or lower-tiered undefeated teams through you know ten eleven uh, well, games because dude they I mean they just don't they don't have a solid run game and now some of that's attributed to COVID you know I think Connor's been Connor's out a back bit, today but, yep but I mean Connor's not like you he had run- that breakout year and then he just kind of settled down and Benny Snell's not getting enough opportunities like well nobody does I could well, be I agree nobody gets carries on this team correct nobody does so they, they don't they, they don't want to run the ball they're so one dimensional and they do have some ugly games now they do win and you're not going to discount a win in the NFL but. No, they're pretty ugly. Listen, I'm going to say this: they're a good team. There's no doubt they're a good oh, team. Oh, I didn't say they're not. No, a good I team. no, I know. I'm you, just I saying know you did. I know you did. In the sense of undefeated teams. Oh, absolutely. They're probably one of the worst that we've seen. It's here's the thing: they're they're getting beat up on on the defense right now. There's a lot yeah. of injuries. And Hayden Dupree. might be out. Um, oh, the Bud Dupree killed, and then you know. Uh, Spallon or whatever his name is in the middle, he's out. Vince William, I think, is on the COVID list. Um, Joe Hayden, I don't think, is playing. Uh, you know, Buffalo can they can sling the ball. Yeah, uh, they can. Again, can they rebound? Yes, they can. Certainly, Pitt uh, can win this game. Oh, absolutely. I heard a stat: Tomlin wrote uh, underdogs in terms of the spread is like seventeen and six. Yeah, I mean, so they, I mean, bounce, they can certainly bounce back. I think they bounce back. I do. I think it's a. I think it's a closer game. I mean, it really flipped. It opened Steelers minus two, and I think now it's like Buffalo minus two. Big change, and I get it. I mean, this is a tough. This was where I said a couple weeks ago I thought they'd lose this game. Certainly, if this was a letdown game, were you talking about the Bills or Redskins? Uh, I thought when I looked at the schedule. I thought the Steelers would beat the Redskins. I thought this was the spot where they were going to lose. Would, certainly, certainly. They were going to lose. I so. did tell you last week before the show, I said, if they were to lose a letdown game, though, this would be the spot. It was yes, the Redskins. you did. Yes, I, didn't, you did. I didn't put it on the show. but And again, I truly, in my heart, thought Pittsburgh would win. But I did say this, this just has that weird vibe that if they're going to lose a game, it's going to be this one. And, and, and I'll tell you. It's weird, man. The thing is, they got to start catching the ball. All of a sudden, they can't catch. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric Ebron, you know, guy, get off Twitter. He's terrible. I mean... No, he. I mean, he was having a good year the last couple weeks, and then he's on Twitter just complaining about everything. Hey, dude, catch the ball. Right. Quit getting You're part of the problem. Yeah. And maybe Vance McDonald should be back in there a little bit more than Eric Ebron. Catch the ball. And I wanted to write him and say he wrote something at the end of the game Last week, and I was like, buddy, you're going back to your Detroit days. Oh, yeah. Couldn't catch the ball in Detroit. Yeah, Butterfingers. He was a high draft pick. Yeah. I have it on my card, and right. I'm going to sound like a homer, so you know where I'm leaning again. Sure. You know what I do? You know I love my teasers, so I have it in a teaser, so we'll talk about it. All right. So we'll kind of speed this up. Um, one of the games that I kind of like, it's uh, the Colts versus Texans. You know, obviously Texans are playing well. Um, I mean, Will Fuller's out, Roby's out, um, but they have. I think they're four and eight now. They've won a couple games recently. Um, the Colts really have to win. I mean, they're such an up and down team. Um, you know, I think 
the Colts, they say, have like the one or two number rated defense, but I just don't see it. Um, I mean, this is a game they have to win. It's a division game. You know, I'll touch on that. Oh, obviously, it's going to be indoors, um, so it's not like that's a competitive edge for either team. Uh, but I think it's a, it's an interesting. Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at to, shoot. I'm looking at old notes. They played last week. My, <laughs> wow, it's been a week. I'm still gutted from last night. Hey, listen, I'm and sorry. you worked, meant, o- and you worked. I did. Over- I just worked 36 straight hours. You worked overtime. So my apologies. Quick recap Colts Raiders there you go I was a little confused I was looking at some notes myself there so Colts Raiders I got the team wrong both indoor team um you know obviously both teams are trying to fight for the playoffs with the expanded playoffs this year um both teams need this you know again I touched on both are indoor teams they're playing in Vegas Vegas tends to play pretty well at home um Obviously, they should have lost last week, but we know that the Jets are tanking intentionally. I mean, they, oh, they run an all-out blitz on the last play. And he got and canned. I'm open. glad he got fired. So What a disgrace. Uh, I think maybe that game is going to be high scoring. I mean, you got two high-flying offenses, two gunslingers in Carr and uh, Rivers. Um, so it'd be pretty interesting. I can't see that being a, a low score game. And I think Jacobs is coming back. He He's is practiced coming back. the last two days. He He's going to be back. Yep. Uh, I think that's a big key in this. I don't have it on my card, uh, you know, but I'll give an opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've just said it. I'm not high on the Colts defense gets this greatest praise. I, I think I agree with you. I think this could be up and down. I think this could be really up and down game. Should be. Uh, you know, teaser spot, take the points down, take the over. Again, a teaser. Some people again wrote me and said, "What's a teaser again?" You know, some of our um, people that are rookies to the gambling world, um, you can take the points up or down six points. Uh, so again, if you have a team at uh, plus two, you can take them up to plus eight. That's always good, and you can do it on the total too. So that's what that is. But I agree with you, man. I I think it's a shootout. I kind of lean the Raiders a little bit in this game. All right, another game. Uh, it's I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm looking at the thing, so obviously they're not going to flex out the Steelers Bills, but um, you know, you, I think you can make a case for the Ravens Browns to be flexed and maybe make this game that I'm getting ready to bring up the Monday night game because you know the Ravens are degressing. Obviously, it's a it's a division rivalry, um, so that's probably why. But you know, I want to talk about the Chiefs Dolphins and. You know, I've been riding high on the Dolphins covering the spread. The spread's plus seven. The over-under is 50 and a half. You know, I don't necessarily think Miami's... Uh, it is at, in Miami, and they do you know they do have one of the better defenses. Um, in the in, I think it's like third or fourth ranked. Uh, they have pretty good, you know, defensive backs. Um, so hopefully that kind of slows down Casey a little bit, but you're not going to slow them down a lot. Um, you know, I think this is a game where... Miami can certainly score on KC because KC's defense is pretty leaky at times. Uh, but I just don't see Miami pulling this out, so I think maybe you lean to the points. I think it's pretty solid, though, for points. I have it on my card. Now, Gaskins is out. Yep, COVID. COVID. Yep. I have it on my card. And this line, now, again, these are late numbers. I did not look this morning. Did not look this morning. Seven and a half down to seven. Little down. You know what I like in this spot? I like this Dolphins team. Tease well, they're it, good. Tease it up. You can get them at 13 if it's still at 7 at home. Man, that's hard. I, I mean, like, I, we've I like seen the them. Dolphins. They beat the Rams, and the Rams are looking pretty good right now. 
And I they like, did beat the Rams at home. I like the Dolphins. Yeah, they're at, a good at 13, team. do I think the Chiefs win? Yes, I do. Do I think they win by more than 13? No, I do not. I like it. Uh, another game, um, uh, real quick. I don't know if you saw Drew Brees is not going to play today. They said they really don't want to run. Oh, I like it even more. Thank you. Yeah, Taysom Hill is probably going to get to start. Good. Which me, that tells me, I mean, they've already, I believe they already clinched. So they're not going to rush him back. They're going to get him playoff ready, uh, which makes sense. Um, you know, let let Taysom Hill get some garbage snaps. Another game that I'm I'm interested in, and I think it's more crucial, is um, the Titans Jags. You got the Titans laying seven. Um, this is a must win game for them. They're so up and down. I mean, what they, happened to them last week, dude? They played to their competition. I mean, they they played the Colts and they beat them by twenty one, and then the last Browns week they get just... smoked. And man, I I, I wrote you because you really bashed. Baker last week. Well, he must have up heard until the, last week. I didn't know he's a fan of the show. I didn't know he's a fan of the show. Can we get a follow? He, he, yeah. he must have because, man, he put it on last week. He did. I mean, much respect. I mean, he made me eat my words. But up until that point, you know, to defend myself a little bit, he really hadn't done anything. And no, he agree. certainly proved himself. Um, this Titans team, they're so up and down. This is a game they have to win if they play down um, and you keep the Jags in it, then that's that's pretty dangerous. Five and two against Jacksonville. Um, last seven. I think you could lay the points at seven. Um, it's yeah, a good open, tee spot. Open nine and a half, down to seven. Weird kind of. It is weird. I, maybe that's because of their, you know, uh, their lackluster. They play down to teams. It is a home game for Jacksonville, and they really don't have anything to play for, so they're just going to kind of air it out. Um, now, I did see Gardner Minshew was kind of begging for his job back, but I don't know if him or Luton's going to start. I mean, Luton has looked pretty good. Now muddy. it's been Mike Glennon. Oh, I'm sorry, Glennon. Yeah, yeah Glennon Mike looked Glennon. Pretty, Glennon's, he looked decent, listen, dude. Mike Glennon, and I'm not saying this because he's, he's a hometown a, guy. He's a hometown guy around this he's area. He's serviceable. He, I think Mike Glennon's not I a bad quarterback. I think he threw like 250, two touchdowns. I think Mike Glennon's a pretty good quarterback. Give him a shot. Yeah. I mean, he's not afraid to throw downfield. Now, I have this game on it. You said it so well. You said about a teaser play. I have it as a teaser. I like Tennessee down to get him down to minus one. I think it's a smart play. Another game that I have on my card uh, that we'll touch, you know, an interesting one, Atlanta against the Chargers. You know, Atlanta has a high-flying offense, and it seems like they're maybe starting to click a little bit, a little too late, though. And the Chargers, they seem pretty electric uh, early on in the season, and they're degressing. Um, I'm not saying that's Herbert's fault. I think Anthony Lynn is a Could be hitting the wall. Coach. Could be hitting the wall. Yeah, they're hitting a the wall. They're kind of meeting expectations again. You know, they were flying high above those. So they're kind of coming back down to earth. Um, but the spread currently is the Chargers are laying one at home and the overrunner is 49. No Julio Jones. No Julio Jones. I believe Ridley should be – he should be – I think he's, he's been back. Yeah. yeah, I think um, he's been back. I mean, they, Matt Ryan's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, the Chargers, their defense is so gutted, and it has been from week one. I mean, Derwin James losing them, you know, week one, that's, it was brutal. Um, they have no secondary. They traded away their best slot cornerback. Um, uh, you know, I just think that this is a game where you don't really touch a line because both teams are unpredictable, but it's going to be high scoring, I think. Yeah, I, I don't have this game on, and, you know, I think Q said it really well there. I don't have much an opinion on this. I, this could go either way. Again, teaser world, what I would do. I'd probably take the Falcons up. I'm not touching this game. I'm not giving advice on this game. I think this could go either way. So that's about all I have to say about that game. So the last game I want to touch on, and you'll have more, so you can kind of run with it after this, but 
uh, Minnesota-Tampa Bay. I mean, it's a pretty crucial game for both teams. You know, Minnesota started off rough this season, uh, and they're coming back into form. You know, Justin Jefferson, that, that first-round pick out of LSU, has just been enormous for them. It opens up not only himself but Adam Thielen, and then it opens up Dalvin Cook because you have to – um, as well as their backup running back. But you have to respect the pass game. You can't just load the box on Dalvin Cook. Um, he should be playing today. I know he's a little banged up throughout the season. Um, but he, you know, if, if you get Dalvin Cook to run, uh, it's going to be tough for Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay has got a lot of expectations. You know, They have essentially an all-star team on their lineup offensively. They've got to start clicking at some point. Arians has got to conform to to Brady's style. I mean, Brady's not going to throw the ball 30 yards down the field. He's a dink and dunk dude. He's a scheme guy. Arians has got to put his pride down as this quarterback guru and this offense guru. He's got to trust a six-time Super Bowl winner, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm surprised you're not giving him a product in Michigan. Shout out. <laughs> um, but, anyway, you know, you have to conform to that. Um, it, I, I see points. I mean, the defense hasn't stopped anybody. Um, at some point, Tampa's going to click. Maybe it's this game. Tampa, uh, Minnesota's given up some points in uh, the season, and, and I don't think Tampa's going to stop Minnesota either. Well, I agree. I mean, this, you know, it's tough. You listen to people, and they try, like, I'm going to go back to the Tampa-Kansas City game, and they were trying to, like, compare Patrick Mahomes to Brady, and it's like, well, Tom Brady's old. I mean, it, it, it happens. I mean, the guy's still doing great things at his age in the league. Tampa isn't clicking as great. And then you hear a lot of back and forth, you know, I think, or is it the media trying to stir something up with uh, the coach and Brady? I have it on my card. Brady is 5-0 and against the Vikings lifetime. But I'll tell you, the Vikings... And this was this has been the joke on the show for a while. I had them in the Super Bowl against the Steelers. Yep. They're in the playoffs now, people. It's hanging alive. It's hanging alive. Line open at six, went to seven. Now these are late lines like I looked at last night around midnight. Man, I like these games because these teams gotta fight, man. Minnesota has to fight. Yes, they do. To stay in so this. Tampa. Yeah, so does Tampa. Absolutely. Great point. I like a teaser, and I like taking up the Minnesota Vikings. You get them up to 13. Again, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. So I have my whole card this week. Most of my card is taking teams up high points this week. That well, is the it's, thing. It's worked for us. Yeah, it has. and It has. So, I mean, I'm looking at the lines, movement and stuff. I'm going to do it. I like the Vikings. I think Tampa wins. I think it's a close game, though. Another, you know, we'll just quick touch it because we are a DMV-based team, Washington football team coming off their big win. I have it on my card, so let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. You know, they're making the West Coast trip. They they win a game they probably shouldn't have, you know, and that's not taken away from the Skins. They're playing pretty well the last three weeks. Three in a row. Um, you know, kudos to Rivera, kudos to Alex Smith coming in there and being a leader. I mean, it's incredible to see him potentially to never play football again to winning three games straight and looking pretty decent. Yeah, he's looked okay. Um, You know, that is a tough – east to west is always tough, but the 49ers, man, that program, I don't know. There's rumors that they're going to move on from Jimmy G. You know, they have so many injuries. Obviously, Kittle's out, you know, one of their best players. Um, Their offense has just been decimated as well as their defense. You know, does does Washington slip up and kind of give a loss back – 
you know, it, it's hard to tell. I mean, they're playing such a, a hit-or-miss 49ers team. You know, what team is going to show up in San Francisco? They uh, play in Arizona. They've been playing in Arizona. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this because, is in yeah Arizona. you're right. You're right. Still West Coast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Both teams have to travel. Yeah. I mean, they both. Well, you know, the th- I was a little – I was wrong on this. I had San Francisco in a teaser last week. Buffalo just destroyed them. Mullins, I kind of like the kid as a quarterback. I think he's fighting for a starting job. I, I don't think he's that bad. And and you know what killed that game last week? Debo, is it Samuel? I'm correct yes. on that because he's on one of my fantasy teams. I have playing. They didn't go to him early in the game. Nah. Then as the game went on, they, they went to him it. and he was making plays left and right. I don't know. Yeah, they might have been forcing it a little bit to him. I don't know why they weren't going for him early in the game. I had this on my card. And I do, my hats are, you know, Alex Smith, what a great story. Again, it's going to be a movie. Why would this not be, nothing gets done in Hollywood. The movies are garbage anymore. Yeah. Make the Alex Smith story. It's I mean, incredible. the 30 for 30 they did on this, and I have said this on the show, is remarkable. One of the best they've ever done. Yes. Make a movie out of this. I don't care if the guy was not even doing what he's what he's doing right now. They've won three in a row. Great D line. Hey, and I've bashed and I call them the Redskins because I'm always going. It's our to. show. That's what we're going to call them. Absolutely, it's our show. I like what they're doing. I still think they're not they're not there yet. No, certainly not. But now losing the running back hurts. And he went out, but they still won the game against Pittsburgh. But I like what they're doing. The D line's great. I didn't follow up. Is he is he playing? I know they. I heard earlier in the week he has a turf toe. Turf okay. toe usually yeah, lasts. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I only play one on television. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, hey, here's the thing. This they adjusted better than the Steelers. I'm Certainly. not trying to go back to the game again and break it down because I already did. But they adjusted better. They dinked and dunked to that running back, um, Mc, uh, McKissick. McKissick, thank He's you. Solid and. The Steelers didn't know what to do with it. No. And well, I, they didn't it, game plan for him. Well, because, you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get bashed, I bet. I don't think Tomlin is the greatest coach on the planet no. either. I think he's all right. And so, oh, he's this and this, and they're 11-1 now. Here comes the Steeler now because they lost the game. Smitty, you're in a Now, I've been saying this for years. You can ask everybody that I talk to. I don't think the guy, and I say about James Franklin, James Franklin can recruit. I don't think he's a great coach. Tomlin, I think, has one game plan, and when things aren't going well and they go in the locker room, he does not adjust very well. Yeah, I agree. Can I say this? And I'm not trying to jump like squirrel here. No, you're fine. Patrick Ewan at Georgetown. I know this isn't our basketball show yet. I believe the same thing. Certainly. His team goes in the locker room. They come out and they look clueless. Yeah. I think that guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. You know, I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot of coaches. And I could name seven more coaches that I think that. And I'm a two-hour It would be a two-hour because I can rant. Yeah. And I love Georgetown basketball. And I like Patrick Ewan, who was one of my favorite players. I don't know what a great coach he is. We'll get into that. We're going to have Skippy Boy on the show from Big Fat Winners. Yeah, we'll touch on that at the end of the show, the, the plan moving forward. But... Uh, kind of stay in the football. No, I know. I rant. No, I, go yeah, I know. You're I like a, you're like a, a squirrel in ADHD. It's no problem. <laughs> um, the skins, you know, they're what they've done well. This is a game that they could certainly win, but they could also certainly lose. Just kind of, they had a big win and maybe a letdown spot. Um, 
I don't have anything else on my card. No, I, let's go. I'm going to go into fantasy. Yeah, go ahead care? and touch that, and then we'll get into picks. Let's go into fantasy, and our guy, man, did he give me a write-up here. Yeah, so I'm going to power I'm, through this. I'm going to drill quick here. You ever hear of pros versus Joes, week one fantasy playoffs? Or studs and duds. Play your QBs, people. You know who he loves? Tannehill. Jags are giving up an average of 22 fantasy points a game. Tannehill is averaging 24 points at a current clip. Has the second best passer rating the last two weeks. A.J. Brown, he loves. Going to attempt a repeat attempt to stuff Derrick Henry. In doing so, this is why they give up the six most points to fantasy wide receivers and 14 touchdowns. Look for A.J. to get six to eight catches, 85 yards, and score. Running backs, man, he loves his running backs. Do not sit your studs. Kamara, Henry, Cook, you better play him, people. But over the last eight weeks, man, has this guy been on this guy, and I love it. And I butcher this name, Wayne Gallman's. I have him on one of my teams. I'm in a bye week this week because I was the number one seed. Cardinals gave up 35 points last week to the Rams. The G-Men might have Danny Dimes. I think he's playing. Might not. So get Gallman in your lineups. I don't care if Daniel Jones plays or not. Get Gallman in your lineup. He's been tearing it up. He also loves Jonathan Taylor against the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Raiders are familiar with Phillip Rivers, but not JT. Raiders give up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs and 16 TDs on the ground. This could be a 20-carry, 120 yards, and 2-TD game for this rookie. Great info. He's our Fantasy 4 player. We're so glad he's on the team. If you follow Matty, at Matt, 08556222, give him a follow, people. One of the greatest Fantasy write-ups, info. Man, we have a great team. Yes, we do. We have a great team. I love this team, man. Notebook, man. We're killing it right now. Um, Old Man in the Garage? Man, Old Man in the Garage, man. We made fun of him so much last week with that Cleveland Browns game. Well, he he slapped us in the mouth. <laughs> man, he's on fire right now. He is on fire. He likes three plays this week. Three plays. He loves the Steelers. We're going to sound like homers there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steelers, he loves the Raiders, and he loves the Chicago Bears. Steelers, Raiders, Bears, money line, he loves. If you're a little afraid, I've said this, take the spread then. But money line, he was 2-0. He had the Buffalo Bills last week, winner, and he had the Cleveland Browns, and we made fun of him nonstop on this show what does our guru have jason man we're just giving you this is rapid fire here yeah giants two and a half he like he's a little shocked this wasn't closer to a pick em. all right arizona's masking their off awful performances of late cal murray does not appear to be fully healthy absolutely not i've been killing the under and passing yards with cal murray people get on that now they go to new york nice weather 59 a little bit of wind not much but man giants defense is improving against the run and pass look for a familiar similar effort to last week's win over seattle from new york here very good defense just enough offense he loves the giants Oh, guru, 
taking the Bills, man. Loves the Bill. You know, he's going in here, you know, Bud Dupree's out, Harden's out, two inside linebackers are out, defense injuries, and I said it, piling up for the Steelers. It will be a cold, windy night in Buffalo. It's always cold and windy in Buffalo. And that here he goes. He's saying it very well. The Steelers want to pass too much. They're predictable. He thinks similar spot. Tomlin's in the similar spot. They're going to try to pass too much, and he's going to take the Buffalo Bills. I, you know, that might be a smart. Man, he loves Seattle. Man, I don't know. Me and him are going after each other here because I have some disagreements with some of his. But again, he's the guru. I absolutely hate laying this amount of points for Seattle minus 15. But why pass over this game several times? But after reviewing the injury report and some of the circumstances around this game, I'm more comfortable with it. Drive stats. I make this game 33-16 Seattle. And I said this before. This guy is a genius with stats. Yep. Seahawks have already seen the Rams win this week, so they know they need a win to keep pace to try to avoid the fifth seed. Their O-line got healthier this week, and both of their running backs should be good to go. The Jets come to Seattle without their two best wide receivers. Yeah, Mims has a personal problems not coming. They need a running game for their offense to be effective, and the Seahawks have been solid against the run. This feels like a get-right game for the Seattle Seahawks after a surprising loss. I like that too, what he just said there, because teams do bounce back well after they have a crap performance. Man, did the Seahawks have crap performances man what great no write-ups defense, there man. guru jason again recap his he loves the giants plus two and a half buffalo minus two and seattle minus 15 can i throw one more yeah, um, go ahead fantasy four player just wrote us because we're trying to give you the most info we can i know we're going a little long today but oh well i don't care he said brandon cooks is out for the texans so wow double check that all right that's all I have. I'm done, man. I'm right, good to go. let's get into picks. So I'll start. First pick. I like over 52 in the Colts Raiders game. I'm going teaser, teaser, teaser today, baby. Maybe another teaser and a money line. Dolphins up to 13. <laughs> going against. Well, hey, we both can be winners here, Guru. Taking my Jets. I've been doing it for three straight weeks. Up to 21. Dolphins plus 13. Jets plus 21. And a teaser. I'm going to do a teaser here. It's going to be the over 44.5 in the Dolphins game with the Chiefs. And then I'm going to tease down the Titans to minus one. Tennessee. I'm going to piggyback off you, buddy. Tennessee down to minus one. I am taking the Bears. Now, these are last night's stat or line. So, again, double check this. Tennessee minus one. Bears plus eight. I like the Bears in this spot. There's my second teaser. Another teaser. Pretty teaser heavy this week for me. Over 43 in the Atlanta Chargers game. And then we're going to pair that with the over 46 in the Minnesota-Tampa game. I am taking Minnesota up to 13. Uh, Q hit on this. We talked about it. They have to fight, fight, fight to stay in that playoff position there. I like them up to 13. 13 is a lot of points. Fly, Eagles, fly. Maybe Mike Mamola can be there with a, t a uh, jersey on today. I'm taking the Eagles up to 14 at home. Vikings plus 13. Eagles plus 14. There's my third teaser. My last pick is going to be a teaser. Skins plus 9. Or on your site, if you don't know who the skins are, if you're a millennial and it's the Washington football team, plus nine. 
and then Miami plus 13. You talked me into that. <laughs> I like the one I do. Well, that. I do like it, but I just I like the the points in that too. Absolutely. Uh, I like Denver. Carolina's been. I don't think McCaffrey's playing. He's minus not. three and a half, staying three and a half. You know what I like to do in those people when those line stays like that. I'm taking Denver up to nine and a half. I like they're scrappy. I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll it here, and I'm I'm gonna sound like a homer here, but take the Steelers up six points. Take the Steelers up six points. Get them to eight. I've said it before. When you have a team that can win the game outright, take them up. Now, could they get gutted? Yes, I think they could. It's a good bounce back spot. I think it's a good. I think it could be a tight game. Could be a tight game. Denver Steelers teaser. You done? I got one more. Yeah, I'm done. I got one more. I'm gonna go back. I'm taking San Francisco money line. I think San Francisco bounces back. I think the Redskins are an improving team. Gibson being out. I like San Francisco to bounce back. Take them just to win the game. There is my play. That is my card. Just remember, people, some people are hanging up Christmas lights. I have a notebook, and I'm finding those winners for you. All right, so real quick before we say our final goodbye, uh, starting January, we're going to start touching college football as, I'm sorry, college basketball as college football and the NFL kind of start to simmer away. And uh, we'll get our good buddy, Skippy from Big Fat Winners on the show from time to time, and then um, man, what an honor that is! That'd be a huge, yeah, huge get. You know, guy knows his stuff. Smitty's one of the best college basketball uh, cappers. You know, in the DMV, obviously he's not known. So this show, we're gonna get him known. Um, We got some great stats that we're gonna touch on. We're gonna keep building on them. Some systems. You know, follow the Twitter uh, if you want to get an early look at those, uh, and we'll start touching on those in January on the show on the podcast. So. That's kind of the the path we're going to take. And um, just stay with us every week and let's grow this thing and let's continue to win. So you guys have a wonderful Sunday and we'll see you next week. See ya.